Brace yourself and buckle up. You are about to hear a life-changing, history-making, world-defining message from the New Birth Podcast. Tell everybody you know, things will never be the same. Uh, Would you uh, open your Bible apps to Genesis 37? Genesis 37, ask that you'll stand all over sanctuary Genesis 37 Genesis 37 it's the first book of the Bible it shouldn't take you that long <laughs> you can't find Genesis it's been a rough year thank you <laughs> Genesis 37 I want to uh, illumine verse 23 and 24. Genesis 37, verse 23 and 24. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the ornate robe he was wearing, and they took him and threw him in the well. The well was empty. There was no water in it. Joseph didn't come to strangers, didn't come to his enemies. He came to family members. It was his family that stripped him. They stripped him of the best of what he had. They took and threw him in a well. If it was just a well, it'd be okay but they put him in an empty well. There was no water in it. You may be seated. I want to preach on this the last day of the year. I want to preach using as a subject, don't put me in that. Don't put me in it. Would you look at the person beside you, tell them I'm just minding my business and drinking water. Don't. Don't put me in that. What feels like, comrades, what feels like three lifetimes ago, when I was going through one of the most bone-chilling experiences of my life, which was my divorce moving out of a frenetic, energized home with three small children to a condo alone was culture shock to say the least. Looking at empty walls and hearing the echo of my own footsteps was bothersome. In spite of the combustible toxic tension, I was sending a flurry of text messages and making mounds of phone calls to schedule what had already been proven to be an unsuccessful attempt for reconciliation. They never ended well. Whereas words became missiles 
I could never make sense of it until my therapist imparted. As humans, we need to fill our spaces. I need you to hear this. We need to fill our spaces even if it's with conflict. Which is why conflict seems better than an empty space. Like a ton of bricks hitting me at a construction site. The loneliness and the urge to meet was all coming from a place of trying to fill a void. Juggling baby bottles and Bible study and disagreements kept the day full. And now I was playing solitaire with a half deck of cards. I was trapped in Genesis 1 because my world was dark and there felt like there was nothing. And I want to say this to you today, that from an unhealed place, heavy metal arguments are better than soft jazz silence. Silence is only loud to an unquieted mind. Silence sometimes serves as an eerie reminder that you have a void. It's an emotional carousel of feeling numb, detached from excitement, overwhelming apathy, loss of purpose. A void comes with no announcements. It comes with no warning. Just one day, the void is sitting on your lap, stroking your hair. You try to brush it away, but it stares you dead in the face. Resolve that it will not be moved. First Timothy 3 and 7 reads, Avoid falling into reproach and the snare of the devil. My mother used to admonish me to avoid hanging out with the wrong crowd. My dad instilled, avoid all conflicts with the police. By primary school, we all grasp the concept of avoidance is to stay away from something, which is usually a person, a place, or a thing. But to have a void is to feel out of place. To have a void makes you feel like you are less than a person. To have a void, you believe you are just a thing. The emotional gravity is pulling you six feet underground with no undertaker. We create a void by avoiding what we created. You just missed what I said. We create a void by avoiding what we created. Shopping won't fill the void of insecurity. 
Eating won't fill the void from rejection. Dating won't fill the void of daddy issues. Sex won't fill the void created from molestation. Alcohol won't fill the void from abandonment. And going to church won't fill the void if you are absent of the Holy Ghost. It's the equivalent of filling a pothole with sand. It'll never do the job even though it fills the space. Every void we create by avoiding ourselves is centered around an important, vital, and life-affirming part of who we are. The abandonment of addressing our broken selves leaves us as a shell of our possibility and our potential. Last week, my daughter Adora got two wisdom teeth taken out. The doctor said it would take her mouth, um, her mouth a month to adjust. Not because of what was extracted, but because nature is designed to always replace itself. If you pull a leaf off of a tree, sooner or later, another leaf will appear. Pull up a blade of grass, within a short amount of time, another blade of grass will sprout up. Job lost everything, but in the end, God gave him double of what he lost. Nature is designed to replace what has been taken. I want you to lift up that hand. I want to prophesy over your life that everything you lost in 22 will not be replaced with the same thing, but will be replaced with something that is stronger and better and more consistent and more steadfast. May you have no voids in your life. I declare it to be so that this will be a year where you won't even recognize what is missing. That before you even detect that it is gone, the Lord has already sent a replacement. By the time you lose a job, two more offers will be in your email. They better not think you can't get somebody else. God will usher in your DMs to be packed to capacity. God already got replacements in his pocket. When David went down to fight Goliath, they tried to put Saul's clothes on him but they didn't fit, so they took them off. What they never discuss with us in Sunday school is the fact that David should have never had to put on Saul's clothes. Why wasn't Saul fighting when he's the king? This has been 2022 is the last year you will have to fight other people's battles.
You are not going to have to take on assignments that God never gave to you in the first place. They already have what it takes. Stop jumping in on a fight that God has ordained for them to deal with. And Noah, are you going to take the punishment for somebody else's crime? How you mad with me about what somebody else did to you? How in the world you don't trust me because of somebody else that betrayed your trust? Why are you second guessing me when I have already performed at the highest altitude that you have never seen modeled or demonstrated before? Don't get it twisted. I am not them and they could never be me. I understand that I have an assignment that nobody else in the earth could ever occupy. Speaking of which, I think I understand better the predicament that Joseph was in. He's just 17 years old, and his father loved him more than the other siblings. And he loved him more. Here it is not because he was better looking. He loved him more because he had him when he was old. The blessing you waited for the longest is the blessing you will treasure the most. He always saves the best for last. If it ain't the best, it ain't for me. Everybody that gets blessed before me, I'm excited because they don't know what I know. God just warming it up. By the time he gets to me, he would have already perfected the model because he always wants me to have the best of what he has. There is glory in coming in last place. Y'all dismiss what I just said. There is glory in coming in last place. Because when God is about to bless you, he wanted to see whether you would have enough maturity to shout over other people's blessings without a bone of jealousy. I stand to tell you God has not forgotten because the race isn't given to the swift nor to the strong, but to those that come to the end I got an announcement I wonder how y'all gonna shout about it God's got 12 hours to do what he promised he was gonna do he said I was gonna get it this year and the year is not over yet but I want to remind you he may not come when I want him to come but he is an on time God y'all looking at me like I'm crazy but the way that my faith is built that by 1159 UPS is knocking on my door the mail went to my neighbor's house by accident there's a voicemail I forgot to listen to the blessing is going to hit me even if it comes at the last minute Joe has two things working against him that are actually working for him. He's anointed and he's gifted. Hallelujah. I feel that thing right there. 
I need you to lay hands on yourself and announce to the universe I'm anointed and I'm gifted come on say it till the people on your row recognize I'm anointed and I'm gifted hallelujah you see his brother despised him because of how the father loved him and he was insufferable because he had a dream there are people that can't stand you and they did everything in 22 to set traps for you but they don't know the reason why you are so resilient the reason why you are so buoyant is because you are gifted and you are anointed there's some stuff the father put on me that I can take a licking and keep on ticket I know how to roll with the punches I know how to smile when I should be cussing look at your neighbor say I'm anointed and I'm gifted if I wasn't me I wouldn't like me either I can speak in tongues and I can cuss you out I'm anointed and I'm gifted God gives me wisdom on my feet but I'm also trained and educated and I'm equipped for the time. I'm anointed and I'm gifted. They looked at Joe and they hated him because of how gifted he was and because of how the father looked at him. And they said to themselves, what can we do to get rid of Joe? They said, let's throw him in a well that's a hundred feet deep. God help me in here. I want to apologize on behalf of whoever you get ready to disrupt and irritate in a minute. They threw him in a well that was a hundred feet deep. Y'all still ain't there. They threw him in a well knowing he's gifted and anointed. And they thought the fall was going to kill him. Mm -hmm. There are folk that watched you go through some stuff. And they thought your fall was going to kill you. But you better look at them haters and say I'm still here. I messed up. I dropped the ball. I didn't do it right. But God covered me even when I fell. He falls in a well a hundred feet deep and not a bone is broken hallelujah do you know while he was going down how many times he must have bumped up against the walls of the well do you know what the speed was going down do you know how hard the impact must have been going down a hundred feet but while he was going down the hand of God was still on his life I wish I had 50 radical worshipers who know last year I took a fall but I'm so thankful under God that I'm not bloody I'm not bruised I'm not broken and here's your shout I'm not even bitter because you meant it for evil but God worked it out huh. 
Be seated, I gotta show you something. I promise you, we gonna shout in a minute. Be seated, I gotta show you something. Real quick, please. They throw them in the well. That's a hundred feet deep. Hallelujah. They throw them in a well. That's a hundred feet deep. And you already know this. You don't need a, a doctorate degree to know this. You ain't even got to go to Bible college to know this. What belongs in a well is water. Water belonged in the well, not a man. And in all of these years of biblical exploits, nobody has ever answered the question, how long has the well been empty? All of these able-bodied brothers, and none of them tried to fill it. They were trying to use Joseph to fill the void. God help me in here. He does not belong where water is supposed to be. I declare over somebody who's got ears to hear. This is the year that I cannot be anybody's substitute. Even if it's my own family. I am not a placeholder. I can only be where God wants me to be. And if God don't want me to be in it, then I can't die being in somewhere that Negroes place me. In order to fill an empty well, the first thing you got to do is measure it. So you can determine what is it going to take to fill it. And I wanted to ask you, not rhetorically, but I wanted to ask you directly, what's it going to take for you to be fulfilled this year? How much money you got to make so you ain't got to struggle? What will have to happen for your kids to be at peace. You keep walking around empty wells, but you ain't measured it to see what you need. So you keep getting random blessings, but they don't measure up. But God said, this is the year that I'm gonna go down to the lowest level of your void. God, I can't hear no worshipers in here. Every empty spot in your life is getting ready to be filled. Every area that's been unaddressed, God says, I'm getting ready to meet it. The stuff that you won't even discuss, the areas that you don't even want to discuss and talk about, those are the areas I'm getting ready to handle. And they left him in that well thinking he's going to die. They left him in the, in the well that's a hundred feet deep thinking he's broken his neck, has a concussion, has broken bones. But one brother shows up and says, we got to pull him out of it. He can't die in a place he was never supposed to be in. I, I got to pull him out of this. I, I don't want to hasten the point to tell you that the brother that pulled him out is named Judah. 
Hallelujah. And you already know by now that Judah means praise. I need you to grab that neighbor's hand. I said, I need you to grab that neighbor's hand and say, you don't even know what God is getting ready to do for you. That when I praise God for you, he's going to pull you out of everything that you ain't supposed to be in. Whether it's a job, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a marriage, whether it's a living arrangement, God said, watch praise pull you out of it. I dare you to shake that neighbor's hand and tell them you got too much to do. You're gifted and you are anointed. All over Atlanta today, God is going to watch people shout because they want stuff to come to them. But God said that the noonday service, I want you to shout because you want to be pulled out of everything that ain't God ordained. I can't believe you ain't got your neighbor's hand. Tell them this has been the hardest season. Come on, shake that neighbor's hand. Tell them I know it's been rough. And part of the reason it's been rough is because you were in the wrong place. But when I pull you this time, two things are getting ready to happen. I'm pulling you out of place. And I'm pulling you into place. That wherever you're supposed to be, 2023 is the year of divine placement. I tell you to pull on that neighbor and say the house is ready for you to move in. The job is already yours. The relationship has got your name on it. The check is about to be cash. But that's just natural stuff. I said pull on that neighbor because this year you're going to flow in the gift of the spirit. You're going to lay hands on the sick. You're going to step on Scorpio. You're going to speak those things that are not as though they already are. Would you just move out of your seat and just move to places? God said, that's how fast I'm moving you out of the wrong thing and putting you in the right thing. X marks the spot. Don't wait till the battle is over, but shout if you're going to find your place. Give him glory. Be seated, please. Hallelujah. Be seated. Hallelujah. Be seated. I didn't mean to go that far. Hallelujah. I promise you, I didn't mean to go that far. You sitting beside imitators and spectators and looky-loos. But I need you to lift up that hand. That's getting ready to be a shout in this room. Why am I lifting up a shout? God said, if you give me glory, I'ma fill every void in your life. Whatever has been empty and unaddressed is about to be filled to the prayer. Come on, lift up that voice. Fill my cup, Lord, and let it overflow. Press down. Shaking together and running over. Fill the void in my daughter. Fill
that you don't need an energy drink. What you just heard should have you off and running, chasing your dreams, pursuing your purpose, and answering your call. If this was a blessing, share it with somebody else. Don't be selfish. This is what God gave you so that you can be a blessing to somebody who needs it worse.